Welcome to Transformational Pathways, a podcast created by Toastmasters District 46 in the greater New York area, where we share conversations from influencers within the Toastmasters community and people whose lives have positively transformed by walking down the Toastmasters path. Whether you're just getting started in your career, have had recent career changes, or you're navigating different languages, we're here to help you build confidence by discovering new tools, overcoming your fears to find your voice, and engaging in a thriving community. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, Anna. Welcome to yet another episode of Transformational Pathways. So happy to have you here with us. Thank you so much. It's really my pleasure to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely, Anna. And I remember that we connected in 2020 before the lockdown. You know, I'd come down in person to your club and given a speech. And it was one of those really amazing experiences that I truly miss. The energy that you get from being in a club surrounded by actual people when you deliver a speech or a presentation. It's not comparable to being virtual today, but it is what it is. Tell me a little bit more, Anna, about your journey. Okay. I want to say... I joined the Toastmasters in May 2018. So in about uh, maybe two weeks, that will be my, it will be my four year anniversary of uh, being a member. And I, I have to tell you that May 2018 was the trend, the start of my trans- transformation. Um, I had um, some like emotional issues, um, had been having those issues but then uh, after I well I shouldn't say stumbled into because I had a great mentor I, I don't know if you know Raymond Pan um, she she was the president um, for, for and, a, and the leader and an officer at my power speakers for years um, so we were roommates we were roommates for half a year and during that half year she introduced me to Toastmaster, but that was 2016, but I didn't join it uh, at the time. I wasn't ready yet. But then in 2018, um, I believe I was ready and I checked out the one meeting and I just signed on the spot, I believe. So from there, it's a, it's a long story short. From there, I realized I find what I lost in the previous uh, 12 years because I had been very passionate and interested in speech uh, giving and the speech competitions. Uh, Ever since I was one year old, uh, I started to perform um, like ballads, um, singing, and then starting from five years old, I started participating in speech contests, uh, spoken words contest in China. And then in college, through college and my first uh, postgraduate program, I always involved in speech contests. And but after that, I graduated and um, I kind of lost in, in, in other things. But then 2018, when I went to that first meeting and I realized, ah, how come I lost um, speaking such a passion for me so i just signed up and then starting from there i just uh, um, gave speech and then um, learned from all the excellent uh, toastmasters members it has been trend a transformative experience it yeah every single day i'm inspired by the people and by the stage itself 
itself. Well, that's so interesting. I'm glad that Toastmasters reignited this passion for speaking, public speaking and storytelling in you. Anna, you mentioned China and growing up there. Could you tell us a little bit more about your childhood? My childhood? Oh. <laughs> um, I, I would say it, it should be a, a happy childhood. My dad, he well, kind of cultivated my my passion in, in words, in text. So he would carry me um, on the streets and I would point to a certain word on the billboard or on the uh, a signage of the source and he would tell me what, what that is, how, how, how it's uh, pronounced, uh, the meaning of it. So um, yeah, so he, he is cultivated with that love. Also the next door a lady, she was a te- school teacher, and she wrote the ballads that I sang and performed in the neighborhood. Uh, most of them are sarcastic uh, parodies, uh, funny stories about my parents. Um, so I really enjoyed that, um, and I believe that started all, all my passion. Um, I I was born in, in the late in the seventies, a little before the uh, craze in China about sending children to the best uh, universities. So I was a free range chicken. Uh, my parents, uh, I, maybe also I was the first child. Uh, by the time uh, they had my sister eight years later, so they put a lot of pressure on her and uh, uh, monitored her study. But um, during my time, no, they just let me do whatever I, I, I was interested. So I um, read about the many uh, Chinese classic uh, literature, including the Monkey King I, I talked about, uh, also other great uh, literatures, um, and uh, a lot of romance and uh, Chinese Western uh, literature and the TV shows. Um, I spent a lot of time watching the TV shows. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'd say it's a free childhood. Also, my pa- uh, grandparents, I s- lived with them for, I think, three or four years. The, my earliest uh, years, they gave me 100% freedom. I, w- I was living in the fields, um, uh, growing crops with them. Ah, that was, I have to say, that um, uh, laid the foundation for my for my uh, spirit to seek out freedom um, in many aspects in my life later. Um, that was very crucial for me, um, and uh, they allowed me to pursue well uh, most of my interests, including music. I had a little wooden piano. Um, and that was probably the start of my passion for music. And uh, to this day, I love singing. Uh, also, in my uh, speech uh, division speech contest, I, I sang a little, a few um, uh, lines. So singing always um, is is a passion for me. Um, uh, later on, I uh, through my college and my uh, graduate school, and later my teaching career, um, all this. Um, I would say endeavors involved speaking, involved uh, facing the audience. My students were my audience. So, yeah, I, I speak, I enjoy using words 
to express myself. I believe that um, um, I believe that's that's the luck I had uh, growing up uh, in that era of China. Nowadays, it's really difficult to, to have that. So I would say I was fortunate. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, this was beautiful. You know, I felt like I was on a journey with you into the child, into your childhood, into the past. It was beautiful to see little Anna, you know, like a free mm-hmm. bird, as you said. Yes. Um, living a wonderful life. This is great. And so what brought you to the United States? Ah. I graduated from my uh, first uh, postgraduate program in 20, 2004. After that, I became a teacher. I taught uh, at a university, I taught a freshman and a sophomore, uh, but my major was uh, accounting and financial management. So I taught, but I worked for international uh, department, I mean college, where the students, they learn um, two years in China, and then they come to either the US or the uh, or Europe to complete the, the rest of two years, and then they get the diploma. I was exposed to a lot of um, international culture and international colleagues. Um, and then after a couple of years of teaching, I thought I want to see the bigger world. So I, uh, my sister was already here. Uh, she came here in, 2000, in 2009. And then she helped me to get all, collect a lot of information, gather a lot of information. And they, we um, identified a few schools. So then I, I came here in 2011 um, and did a MBA in the Boston area. Uh, but um, I live in Shanghai for, for like 10, 10 years. I love the dynamic uh, and a diverse culture environment. So and there's only one place in the United States I think uh, has that, which is New York. So I just came here after graduated from my MBA program in 2013 um, and stayed here until today. Wonderful. And I'm, I'm looking at a public speaker, a singer, mm-hmm. an actor. You have multiple talents, passions, and hobbies. Tell me a little bit more about what kept you going during the last two years. The last two years. The last two years after the pandemic um, started, we we started doing the Zoom thing, and I I believe it was a difficult time for many clubs. People just don't find the Zoom meeting the same as the face to face. So I started to think. I I kept going. I kept uh, giving speech after I recovered from. I'm not sure it was COVID or not. We had some some uh, symptoms um, at the beginning of uh, 2020. But it's a different from COVID. Um, but it was a difficult time for me. So after, I think by July 2020, um, my symptoms uh, were gone. And then I just went back to giving speech and involved in, in um, uh, the club, uh, club uh, um, efforts. Then I started to think how to, to keep people motivated to give speech. I realized it's really not about, it's not solely about the environment, of course, 
Zoom meeting is different. But if we think giving speech, preparing speech, writing the speech is a journey of ourselves. Each story is about ourselves. We just need to dig deep into our own story and then writing it and then rehearsing it and delivering it. It's about ourselves. It's just like a commitment. When we give a commitment, it's not about the other person. Um, this I about this I gave a speech um, uh, some time ago. I talk about the vow, the marriage vow. When you give a marriage vow, you cannot say, "Okay, as long as you behave, as long as you're good to me, then I will love you." No, it's not like that. It's I just love you, regardless how you do. That is called a commitment. If we talk about if we talk about the commitment to the club to to giving speech to Toastmasters, it's all about ourselves. I want to, to, to get deeper into myself, to find out, to have discoveries about myself. I write about it. I think about it. I contemplate about it on it. It's about us, ourselves. Once we, we think through this, it, it just it natural flows from there. So um, that's why I had a great time, actually, <laughs> the, in the past two years, because, uh, well, we can save some travel time um, and use that on our, writing our speech. Absolutely. I think, you, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's all about commitment. And it's also, you know, every story is about ourselves. So in so many ways, it's self-discovery yeah. as you build a story or a speech you know you uncover so many aspects of yourself you try to understand the underlying sentiment behind uh, you know your story and that is very important and I think it leads to a self-discovery and be self-reflection right and it takes time and I believe a lot of members did struggle during those two years with so much going on you know all of us faced a lot. There was a lot of uncertainty too, which by the way, leads to more stories that we can share once we start to slowly come back to a new normal. Um, That said, Anna, now that you've been with Toastmasters for four years, what are the different roles that you have played at the club? You know, Toastmasters is not just about public speaking. It's also about developing leadership uh, skills and capabilities. And there are different roles that any member can take on at the club level or the area level uh, or about that. So have you played any particular roles? Has it helped you to shape uh, or has it helped you as a leader? Oh, oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> 2018 to 2019, the first year I joined, I was just a member. I, I, I was trying to learn all the, all the parts involved. Um, mostly preparing the speeches. At the very beginning, if you look at me now when I give a speech, you really cannot imagine how I was like in 2018. I seriously couldn't control my my facial muscles. I couldn't smile at all. Um, And many other members told me they had exactly the same experience. So that first year, I was just uh, trying to um, go through uh, the program, the uh, pathway program, and learned how to give a basic speech. 
And the second year, I at the time we were the, the club was looking for uh, a president, but uh, we we had the membership decreased in the club, so there was really not um, many options. Uh, I told them very seriously, I don't want to become the president. Uh, be, when, when they were um, when they talked to me about it, I said no. But then we just couldn't find someone, uh, couldn't find anyone. Then I said, fine, I'll do it. And then I'm some someone like if I say yes to something, I'll just have to do it at least to the level of my own satisfaction. So once I, I took over in June, July 2019, um, 2019 uh, I realized there was a lot of things that it must be done. So I, well, I just started doing it. Uh, a few things I did. Um, I would write uh, emails um, beforehand to encourage everybody to sign up for the roles. And then after the meeting, I would write a recap, a long recap, because I enjoyed the writing. So it's not a problem for me at all. I write recap uh, emails to people. And later on, um, some member told me those recap emails really meant a lot to them. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, it, 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 it encouraged them, it cheered them up. So uh, I was really glad to hear that. Mm, I think early, uh, I mean, in tw July 2019, we had uh, maybe eight members, but then by 20, early 2020, when the time you visited us, we got to 23, got to 23 people. Ah, so it was great. Um, uh, during the time, I visited a lot of clubs. I tried to learn from uh, how they organized the meeting. I invited uh, people from other clubs, excellent speakers and leaders to our club to to give speech, also to um, be our general evaluator, uh, to tell us how we can improve. Uh, Yang Paul and um, Penelope, they, they were all there. So they really were help, uh, help were helping us to, to grow. And that's why we had a um, rapid increase in the membership. Um, so, so that year, I was uh, the president for NY Power Speakers. It, it was another transformative experience. And after that, I have to tell you, uh, after um, that experience, I told my mom, Mom, I'm not used to not being a president anymore. <laughs> I, yeah, I actually wanted more. But then I know my focus at the time was to do a career trans transition. So then I, um, uh, I, I said I couldn't. When I do something, I just want to give 100% of myself. So after that year, I, I focused on my career transition. Um, and I am in the, in, in the process. I'm in the process. Um, so 2021, I believe I joined the Toast um, Leadership Roundtable. Um, leadership Roundtable. I was trying to be a, a, a... Because in that club, if you go to visit that club, you'll see all of them are the big shots in the district. Uh, they are officers, leaders. And I was trying to learn as a member that year. This year, 
I, I, I wanted to have more responsibility, but in another way, rather than instead of being an officer, I participated in the uh, contests. And um, so I gave the speech, uh, my, my contest speech early February in our club contest. And Mr. Michael Sachs, he gave me a lot of great advice and also other members uh, give me feedback. So I just went back and um, I watched all the um, performance from the uh, champions uh, in the international Toastmaster International speeches. So starting from there, I was on another transformative experience. I watched all their experience, uh, all their performance, and I read books on effective uh, speaking by um, Dale Carnegie, and also other storytelling books. And um, if and and then I I totally changed my contest speech for the area, and I was able to move on to the division uh, in the division contest. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I improved my speech again, but uh, we had very strong competitions. So, um, but. Um, I stopped there, but um, the whole journey this year uh, contest experience was ah amazing. It um, uh, pushed me so much ahead as a storyteller. There, wow, there wonderful. <laughs> I've been looking. I have to look up leadership roundtable now that you said spoken so highly uh-huh. about it. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, yes, some very familiar faces there from my club too uh, but this is amazing and i'm i'm i was i have been a president in the past too so i get that feeling when you you know you're you're meant to lead the club it's a really interesting role i was um, pretty much intimidated when they asked me to become president but i learned in the in, in due time in due course that it was one of the more easier roles to play <laughs> but uh, it also places great responsibility on your shoulders because you're now in charge of the whole club and ensuring that your officers are able to meet their goals for the year. And I think it teaches you a lot. The learning curve is uh, steep, but it's definitely a great experience. And I do hope you, you know, at some point after your, after your successful career transition, you become president again uh, at your club. Sure. It would be wonderful for your members from what I'm hearing, especially with the writing skills that you bring into along with so many other things. And that brings me to my next point. You know, you're also into sports. Tell us a little bit more about that. I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question? I said you're also into sports. Sports. Oh, oh, oh. Sports, singing, writing, and speech are like air and oxygen that I couldn't live without. Yes, I um, started from uh, probably six or seven. I... I started, um, I joined the uh, school's basketball team. So we, we trained every day. Until this day, I'm a good three-point shooter. Um, but I didn't grow as uh, uh, fast as other girls. They are very tall. I, I'm small. Um, so the coach said, oh, well, yeah, it's really there's, I'm not that promising as a basketball player. So he advised me to change to running. And uh, I did. So starting from probably seven or eight, I trained in middle and, yeah, short short and middle distance running, 400 meters till uh, 3,000 meters. 
Um, I was, um, I was, uh, yeah. I was happy about uh, my performance, like in college and uh, later on the first year in my first pro- postgraduate program. I was the champion in all the running games, um, so I was happy, and, and I think that made me very competitive. I, I just want to, well, to win mostly win myself. But then uh, in two thousand three, that was my last time participating in a racing game because, um, well, I was maybe twenty five or twenty six at the time. It was probably more difficult to compete with um, 18 years old and 19 years old. And then I discovered a half marathon. Uh, starting from there, um, every year, not in the past two years since the pandemic, um, except the past two years, I would always found maybe two, at least one or two half marathon to, to run in. Um, it's another character training thing for me especially uh, the last few miles in the half marathon you really have to rely on your willpower uh, otherwise it's just uh, di- really kind of difficult to finish so that uh, helped me a lot to be uh, well strong to hang on there until the finish line Amazing. I knew you were into basketball. I had no idea you were into running and marathon. See, we aren't covering so much about Anna <laughs> as we go along. Now tell me more about photography and graphic design. Wow, you know everything. Did I put everything there? <laughs> you are an all round uh, Anna. And I'm sure the audience would love to hear all about this. I, I didn't realize this. But when I remembered the the books I, I was interested in reading, and I remembered I read books about patterns, about color, about uh, well fashion design, I had been interested in those stuff. And then after I graduated from my first uh, postgraduate program, uh, and then I, I I started to make a living. I started to have money to support all my. Um, hobbies so photography is one because it involves composition it is it's very similar to writing you have to decide how to position all these, these elements and then it's storytelling it's storytelling with color with shapes with with patterns so um yeah uh, at the time i was at shanghai there was a master class uh, given by a french uh, photographer at a shanghai audience uh, organization so I joined uh, that and uh, one project people have to I mean the students must have found a project uh, to show and to present a um, we call a photo essay I went to the uh, largest landfill place in in Asia which is in Shanghai a very remote corner in Shanghai I went there and I interviewed some of the residents there and I took pictures of all the boats. Um, it's actually a very um, tranquil place. It's not like uh, garbage everywhere. No, it's very organized. People there live a peaceful life. I caught, I give the name, give the photo essay uh, uh, a name called um, The Song of the Old, Old Port because Old Porter is the name of that place. So 
It was good. It was uh, something I'm really proud of. Um, and over the years, um, I just keep doing photography work, but as a hobby, not as a professional. Professional, yeah. Um, I used to maintain um, a WordPress um, uh, image log, uh, image uh, image site. I would post uh, every weekend. I would go somewhere and take pictures and write a short piece. So it was a great experience for me. Um, I stopped in 2016 after I met my boyfriend. So I just moved on to other projects. But um, photographers is always in my in my heart. Nowadays, I, I take pictures for, for people, for family around me. Every day, if I go out for a walk, I may take some pictures and save it um, uh, for future, for future uh, memory purpose. So, yeah, that's uh, about photography. Very interesting. So you're a storyteller who uses multiple multiple mediums to express yourself. Life is just so beautiful. How can we help not doing it? Absolutely, and I'm 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 so in love with what you've mentioned here in your little write-up you know language cannot fully express the soul but it's the best we've got yes yes and um in order to express our, ourselves the best we can we have to it is a hard work you have to polish your words go back to it multiple times to rewrite your speech it's a hard work but once you once you you put in in time, put in hard work, then the result, um, it will for sure make you proud. Wonderful. And Anna, before we wrap up, do you have any final words for our audience? Final words. Um, I hope to hear more stories from everybody because everyone has so many stories. Um, if we can all best utilize this platform, it's such a great platform and almost a free seven and a half dollars each month. That's almost a free. And you can, you can have so many opportunity to, to, to look for yourself, to have a discovery about yourself. What a, what a great uh, thing that what a great um, uh, power we have here. So I, I hope uh, all of us could uh, take better uh, usage of, make best, uh, better use of this. Also, I have a, I have a, a question for you. Um, you are an amazing speaker, storyteller. Um, so this year you were doing the, this podcast uh, interview. Uh, do you have other plans for for your future as a storyteller. Oh, wow. Thank you for that question. And thanks for your kind words. I have, uh, I, I had my own podcast in 2020 called Heroes of New York. And I know I did two seasons of it. And it was my first experience producing a podcast. And uh, it was great. Obviously, I learned a lot of things. Um, and uh, I, I work in the tech sector. So for me, this was very new and very different and it was kind of stretching my limits too. So I liked it. But, uh, you know, I have a 10-year-old son. I have a full-time job. I was also doing this podcast. 
plus doing storytelling on the side, attending open mic storytelling contests. And it got to be a lot for me. You know, there was too much on my plate. Yeah. And something had to give. So after two seasons with my podcast, I put a, you know, I put it on pause. Yeah. And uh, this year, of course, Jan Paul reached out to me asking me to host Transformational Pathways, which was, which is much easier than producing the entire podcast. Um, but everything else, including my Toastmasters journey, has kind of come to a pause only because I'm not able to yeah. focus on all aspects of my passion. So for a while, and I believe it's very much uh, a short period where I'm not working on stories, but I'm hopeful not too far into the distant future, I will be back with storytelling. I'm still, I haven't decided on what format it will be, but I will definitely come back because it's one of my favorite uh, hobbies. You know, it's my passion. So definitely will be back. Okay. Yeah, I will definitely be looking forward to hearing more stories from you because when you are on the stage, oh, oh, you are so... (laughs) um, Watching you is a transformative experience. Oh, thank you. I I miss the stage. I have to tell you this. I definitely miss it. In 2020, um, I did a lot of story, open mic storytelling um, contests, which were virtual. And I enjoyed it, but it's not the same. Like I said, you know, uh, being on the stage in the same room as your audience and feeling their energy because you feed off of that as a speaker. You need that energy to go to the next level in speaking. So I hope that will happen very soon. Sure. All right. Okay. I wish you the best. And um, yeah, check out, check out our club sometimes. <laughs> oh, I definitely will do that. Thank you so oh, much. This sorry. Was, yeah. sorry. Um, maybe I want to do some uh, publicity here. We have an open house on May the 2nd. I can provide the link. <laughs> if uh, the audience, uh, anybody is interested, we really welcome everyone. To, this one, to, leadership round table? Yeah, leadership round table. Okay. Okay. So on May 2nd, leadership round table has its open house. And Anna is going to provide us a link here that yeah. we hope you can attend. So feel free to an open house is where you can go see what the club really does, how they function, how often they meet. And you can ask them plenty of questions. And to Anna's point, each one of us is a storyteller. Mm-hmm. And Toastmasters is a safe, comfortable space where you can come forward and share your stories and get the help of other members to shape it or strengthen and solidify your story, right? So that's the power of Toastmasters. It's not expensive. It's a safe and comfortable space to practice your speeches, your presentations or your stories and get feedback on how to make it even better. So I hope you check out the link that Anna is going to post. You can also look at other Toastmaster clubs in your district and choose something that fits your bill because every club is different. They have their own culture and, uh, you know, they're tailored differently depending on the needs of the audience. So you can pick one that suits your needs. With that, I'd like to say thank you so much for tuning in today and listening to this episode of ours. See you next time. Thank you so much for joining us on Transformational Pathways. If you enjoyed today's episode or got anything out of it, please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're interested in learning more about Toastmasters District 46, check out the link in the show notes below.